songs that like any song you know. Ho high, ho high, ho high, ho high. Ho high, and welcome back to the mine. This is episode twenty-one of the Out of the Mines podcast. I'm Sean Oakley. And I'm Sam Cooper, and we're here to talk about a little event that happened over a week ago. Yes, of course, I'm talking about the International, where Team Spirit took the victory over PSG LGD. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, don't we, Sean? Nothing else Uh, happened that weekend. Whoosh, that went straight over my head. Um, Yeah, Uh, we hosted, um, when I say we, Tins Quadrant hosted the Kerno Cup. Definitely not Nationals. Definitely not Nationals. Uh, and do bear with us if our recollection is a little dodgy. We are recording this like a week later due to some technical issues with my... Uh, I won't say bloody. Bleeding computer. Bloody. Bled- oh, I'm Cornish. Bloody. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everyone knows you. Everyone simultaneously doesn't know what you're saying and also knows what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, should we... Have a quick go through. Uh, just for anyone who is listening, uh, if you're looking for a review of the game, a game there won't be a normal one. We will just have a quick look at uh, most of the games that we played and pick out any mistakes that we think we made that we can remember, etc. Uh, so if that's not your cup of tea, skip round to next week when I promise we will be back for a full-on review. Yeah, so I'll go first, because let's be realistic, yours is going to take longer and is more interesting. Um, so I went 1-3 and three at this event, uh, dropped out of the cart and went to play Aces High, which was a blast. Electro Proton Bombs for the win. It did sound um, fun. But what I took to the list was a um, basically a mini swarm of five Tri-Fighters. I took two Fearsome Predators, the I-3, that assign, assign conditions... Um, and the I three DIS three four seven who gets a free lock on an object with a friendly lock on, and two Flakar Fox who can spend their locks to look at a ship's dial, and they're at I five. Um, and my reasoning behind taking the list was it's like it's a feast or famine list. I've got I've got lots of reds and I've got lots of greens, and if I roll really well, boy can they dish out the pain. But if I roll badly, at least it'll be quick. Uh, and if you hadn't guessed from my 1-3 record, it was quick several times. <laughs> um, so my first game, my only win against fellow Ted Matt Burnett, and he brought two YV-666s uh, and Lando in the Falcon, uh, a Trandoshan Slaver with like a Dead Man Switch and shenanigans, Bosk with Greedo and a tricked-out Han with like Trickshot and Lando's Millennium Falcon and all that jazz, uh, and rigged Cargo Shoot. Um and Jabber. There's lots of things. Um, and we, I got to see the power of my list. I killed a Trandoshan Slaver in one round of shooting before it could even shoot, uh, trading it for a single Tri-Fighter. And I was basically able to snowball the advantage, because when I've got lots of, like, three dice or four dice shots with calculates and rerolls hitting into one agility ships, they can burn down really quickly. Um, and that went quite well. Uh, and then it was a pretty much a disaster from here on in. Second round, I played Chris Burnett as I decided to start working my way through the Burnett family. And he'd brought like a rebel token stacking list. Um, I'd played his list the Thursday previously, and it went my way. And we both sort of like it was it was a game like because both of our lists kind of wanted to joust, and it was a game that could have gone either way. And I got the win on Thursday when it didn't matter, and Chris absolutely smashed me on Saturday. Um, uh yeah 
just I lost I lost two tri fighters before they could even shoot, and then I just wasn't able to put enough damage. And at that point, it was over. Ouch. Yeah, like uh, I think the the key that we discussed afterwards, like the key difference was in the, uh, the game on Thursday, I'd managed to pounce pounce onto Kanan, um, and take him out really quickly. Whereas the game in the tournament, Kanan wasn't like presented to me like he was before, and I had to take out I had to try and take out Dutch, and it failed basically. Um, so there I am, one and one, still looking for best separatist because there were only two separatist players at the event. Um, I lost out in the end. <laughs> uh, game three was against Marty Vickery in his retirement tournament, and he brought like a crazy scum salad, uh, like a like a black sun assassin, a black sun executioner from uh, in a Kirax fighter. Uh, he brought a generic Kimogila and Captain Seavor. And we sort of did a little bit of a delayed jabs. I got a nice block, uh, but he was able to push a lot of damage through uh, with his ships. And I just wasn't able to dish it out in return. And I lost quite badly. I don't. I can't really think of any like specific mistakes in these two. I'm sure I made plenty because I lost. Um, but in the final game, I do. There was a very specific mistake that I think absolutely cost me the game. It was against Ian Atrill, or Troll, as he's known, and he'd brought an I four I five Tie Swarm, uh, which I think is super interesting and something I'm probably going to give a go. Yeah, so he had Hal Runner, Maula Mithil, Scourge Scutu, Iden Versio, um, Sane Marana, and Gideon, uh, and they. I think they all had disciplined, so they were all like doing actions after people died. Uh, and I scooted forward as fast as I can, uh, and he basically turned t turned up towards me along his edge of the water. And I managed. I was trying to catch him because he was moving in like a column formation, and I try. I was trying to catch him like crossing the T as such, like so I could I could get it so that I could shoot two of his front ships, and he had very bad shots back into me. Um, but I made a mistake because I wasn't sure how fast he would go, so I boosted with my entire list and linked it to a calculate to try and get in range, and it ended up just giving all of his ships range into one of my ships so i'd effectively done the same thing i was trying to do to him like i'd given him access i gave i'd given him um, shots of everything on one of my ships and i had the same thing i had lots of shots into one of his ships uh but he had all fo had focuses and rerolls and was shooting first so he was able to burn through my calculates quite quickly and whilst I was able to kill the Sane Marana tie through, not through the Iden thing, he hadn't used Iden, but I was able to kill Sane Marana trading for one damage on a Tri-Fighter, it left me in a really bad position because my entire list was stressed, coming in at like a weird angle towards his ties. And Tri-Fighters don't have blue banks. Go, go straight, turn hard. Yeah, yeah. They'd go, they'd go straight or turn hard. So I got left in a really awkward position where I basically had to like two straight and sort of boost into him Yeah. to get Ark. Uh, and then the scrum happened, and the I five and I four tri fighters started initiative killing. But I four and I five tie fighters started initiative killing my tri fighters, and it came down to he had like two tie fighters on one hull as my last tie as my last tri fighter died. Ouch! And it was just like an absolute bloody mess. And my biggest mistake was I just didn't need to boost because even if we weren't like engaging at range like when we wanted to. The next turn, if I hadn't boosted and wasn't stressed, I could have easily just swung in, blocked a bunch of his stuff, and then all of a sudden all of these TIE Fighters don't have focus tokens 
for defense or offense. They're relying on Hal Runner offense. So whilst they will all get to shoot, they're not amazing shots. And if they're if they're not modded for defense, they will die. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's pretty much my tournament. It was quite, it's quite quick, um, but my games were basically I intercept booster at the enemy and force the engagement. Um, in hindsight, I would have definitely ju- I wouldn't have bothered bringing DIS three four seven because without probe droids, it was quite hard for me to get early locks that I could use with DIS three four seven to get the double modded shots. Uh, and the flak, uh, like the only time I used DIS's ability and the flak's ability was just to troll Chris. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I took a, Chris I t- is fun. I took a lock on one of my fearsome predators with an of a flak arfok. Used that lock to get a lock from DIS three four seven on the flak arfok, and then the next turn spent my lock to look at my flak, look at my tri fighter's dial. Nice, nice. <laughs> that was the only time I used their pilot abilities. One okay. might, you, want, you might ask, why did you bother bringing name pilots? Just bring generics and get some more like missile. Like I, if they'd all been generics, they, I could have easily had like Discord missiles in there. Well, that's something you can learn from a list building standpoint. And I mean, I kind of moved on from there though, haven't I? My my list I took to GSP recently was an I one swarm with three of the generic tri fighters, three generic vultures, and I one and a. Techno Union bomber with probe droids and an ion torp, and that's gone. That's quite good. I like that list. Excellent. Good. You've uh, good. You found something that you enjoy then, and is working for you. You went um, three and three. Three and three. Ah, fifty percent is always a good, good take back, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, but back to the Kerno Cup uh, and my. My experience was slightly different from Sam's. Uh, should we just do the spoilers out of the way first? Yeah, let's get uh, it out of the way. Everyone who's listening already knows you won, yeah. Sean. Okay. So yeah, I uh, I won the Kerno Cup, which meant I got the great privilege of taking back my own trophy that I'd made. Uh, I mean, fretting. it is the best way to make sure no one can see the flaws. <laughs> I was fretting about it for so long, thinking it's not good enough and worried it's going to fall apart. And now it's literally just sat on the shelf. It's been on for three weeks. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm actually going to clear off the shelf, shelf and start a little trophy shelf as I'm starting to make a small collection. Have you um, gone? Have you have you broached this with Kaylee? Does she know? Well, it's the one above my computer. To be fair, so okay. she, it's currently full of <laughs> it's currently full of coffee pods. So I can't imagine her complaining. Okay, too that's much. fair. But yeah, um, so I went undefeated actually over the day seven nil. Um, and I bought resistance, um, and I'd basically after the points change. Um, well, as people know who listen to this podcast know, before the points change, I was flying a lot of McJousty, and obviously that got nerfed with uh, points increases for Finn and Heroic, um, and put it and Rose and put it seven points over the two hundred. So I was trying to find a, a very similar t- style of list that fit. Uh, so what I came up with was Jessica Parva in the T-70 with the jamming beam, the Red Squadron Expert I-3 generic T-70 with R6-D8 foils and the jamming beam. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, R6-D8 basically allows you to re-roll any number of dice for the amount of friendly bullseyes that the defender is in. 
it's quite good because you don't have to be in the red squadron's bullseye. Just any of your bullseyes, you get rerolls. Uh, naked Rose because Naked Rose is good. And then two of the I three generic Y wings with dorsal turrets and targeting computer. Uh, so their ship ability basically allow me to take a white target look and then get a free calculate from it. Nice. Um, yes. So my first game was against Paul Cadwell, and uh, this was a really good game to start the start the day. Um, and Paul Paul had done well in the, the Kono Cup because he turned up and won a prize by being the only Galactic Republic player to. Uh, to be playing, so immediately got best in faction for that. I mean, that is the way to go. Well, I know quite right. Um, and Paul had brought with him uh, Warthog in the lat with 7th Fleet Gunner, uh, two 104th I2 arcs, and Anakin in the ETA2 Actis with Extreme Maneuvers. And, uh, nice. yeah, this was, this was a a really good game, a really close game. Um, Paul did a fantastic job of trying to drag my list through the rocks and break it up. Um, and we basically, the first sort of three or four engagements, we, or I say engagements, rounds, we we traded, uh, and then we ended up basically, we traded one arc for one Y-Wing, uh, and then a second arc for a second Y-Wing. Um, and then... Anakin started plinking damage, um, and it ended up basically with Paul had a shot from Anakin into Rose on the last turn of the game, um, and basically it was a if Rose dies, um, I lose; if Rose lives, I win. Uh, and Rose lived, but it it was a five point game, one hundred and forty four to one hundred and thirty nine. So, uh, yeah, a really, a really good close game. Really fun to play. And it's always nice when a day starts off like that. Yeah. Okay, so on to round two. Uh, and probably the the most fun I had in a game all day. It was just hilarious. Uh, I got to play Mr. Matt Coggins. And I promised I would give him a shout out on the podcast. So shout out, Matt. He's just such a funny guy, he really is, and it was it was great to banter, and I'm not normally good at the sort of small talk with people I don't know very well, but it was just it was just easy to talk to him. It was a great game. And uh he'd brought Ray Wings. Uh so he'd brought Ray in the Falcon with Rose, Corsella, Finn, uh Title and Contraband. Then Lulo with Lone Wolf and Heroic. And ZZ with heroic cluster missiles and advanced optics, so two RZ2s. It's so obviously moving, all moving after my list. Um, and it was a, it was a really good game because we sort of, we were plinking bits here. I mean, I was trying to get Ray because it's the easiest thing for me to plink damage to. A lot of my shots are two dice. Um, and yeah, so I'm trying to like plink damage through, and I plink shields off, and I got to a one above half, uh, and um, sort of the the oh Lulo just yeeted over one of my red squad uh, over the red squadron, rotated the turret, threw three natural dice in the back, and took the three shields off, um, 
and it got to the last last turn of the game and Ray was one above half with a um stunned pilot um the two were the two sorry a wings were untouched uh, i'd lost all the shields on the red squadron all the shields on jess and i think a shield on rose so I had three, or maybe possibly the shields on one of the Y-Wings. I had three ships that were one one damage away from half. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go for Ray. Uh, for Ray. It's the easiest thing for me to get half points, and it's a lot of half points. Um, and basically we moved, and I set up, and I had some shots. Um, Ray did a full straight with contraband, popped onto a debris field, and both Matt and I missed the... Um, the stunned pilot and so we were you know thank you and then bless him ryan wandered over i was like oh stunned pilot and we were like oh hang on a second so ray takes a damage which halves her and then suddenly Ooh, that makes that that's, whole... not, that's not the way to win no <laughs> i mean well it that, is the way to win that yeah. makes that makes the whole engagement um very different. different um so matt takes his shots and matt um halved I think Rose and the generic T-70, I want to say. Maybe Jess. Uh, memory struggling with that one. Uh, for 40 points. Um, I'd obviously halved Ray, but Jess and I think the Red Squadron only had shots on Ray anyway. Um, so I, I ended up pumping some more damage through. Didn't kill her, but would have got half regardless of the, of the stun pilot. And then... Lulo, who'd focus boosted into try and kill Rose because she didn't really have a shot anywhere else and needed to get some points, um, had two, I want uh, two range, one or two shots from a Y wing and Rose unmodded um, because no one was in Rose's arc. Uh, the Y wing hadn't taken. Um, a target lock. Um, I think actually the the Y wing might have had a focus, um, but yeah. Um, Lulo roll took two attacks and rolled eight green dice, so that can tell you how well the first two went. Uh, blanks Ouch. heroic into I think focus blank, and I believe the focus had been oh, I can't remember if it had been spent on attack or not. Uh, and then the second attack. Blanks rolled into something else, and the outcome of that was I halved Lulo as well. So that one kind of finished um, 73-40. But that's a little... Um, it's it's not really a, a good snapshot of the game. It was much, much tighter than that. Um, if, if I'd failed to half Lulo, it still would have been 49-40 in my favour. Right. Um, and that really is how the game was. It was, it was that close. But it was it was hilarious game to play and and real fun. Um, so game three, um, I played Ian Wilson from Curtain, and Ian had brought Captain Cardinal in the Upsilon class shuttle with heavy laser cannon, phasma, petty officer Thanison, electronic baffle, fire control, pattern analyzer, and sensor boy sweep. Uh, Muse with fanatical and automated target priority. And then three Epsilon Squadron cadets with automated target priority. 
Um, and this was basically uh, we sort of dallied on one side each of the mat and then basically turned into the middle where there's a great big channel and just did. Um, and Cardinal did loads of damage because heavy laser cannon, five dice in the bullseye. Ouch. You mean you let a, you let a shuttle line up a bullseye? Yeah, because honestly, A, he moves after me, and B, honestly, I, I just thought the joust was better because if I can do a lot of damage to the other ships and then get something in behind the shuttle... Yeah, that's true. Pr- if you get behind pr- the shuttle, you've won. I'm pretty set. Um, and it, it kind of worked out like we got good range control where... I ended up in range one of like all the FOs, and obviously they're initiative one, so I can initiative kill them. Um, and I think I took off like one and a half in the first engagement, um, the other half, and then a bit of Muse in the next engagement. And then it ended up with like one of the Epsilons and the Shuttle. Uh, and I think I had both X Wings and. Um, both X wings, and I think maybe I lost a, I think I lost a Y wing by that point. Um, and then I managed to get the X wings K turned in behind the shuttle, um, and continue to plink away. Um, and I think I lost in the end. I lost both Y wings, uh, and that one finished one hundred and fifty-seven to seventy-four. So okay. At that point, I was pretty happy because we'd done some calculations and with 26 people, we're pretty sure that like all 3-in-1s make the cut. Or the majority of 3-in-1s. And I had reasonable MOV um, and was 3-0, so uh, that was happy. Making a cut is, you know, a good day for me. Uh, we went on to round four. And round four, I played against Alex. And Alex brought some scum. He'd brought uh, Fen with Fearless, sort of classic Fen build. Kane uh, and Jarrus in the Hawk with Maul and Moldy Crow. And then Nomlum with Zam Wessel and Proton Torpedoes. Um, so so the, I... uh, eight point, the like what, seven point hike didn't kill Zam just yet? No. I mean, that all comes in at like 61 points. So uh, and basically, <laughs> I knew that if I shoot. Nom Lum. He takes a free lock with Zam, and then when it's his turn, he just torpedoes me. So, basically, I ignored Nom Lum, um, and I managed to shoot down the side of him, uh, and get in uh, Kanan, and the initial engagement, basically two rounds, I managed to kill Kanan. Um, Despite him, because I was getting into range one, despite, you know, he was reducing my attack dice, but I was still getting two shots in, uh, three dice from the T-70s, and that will plink through the two greens on the Hawk. Um, and Alex, we, we talked about this during the game, there, there was the initial engagement, he'd kind of flanked Fen and was sending him behind to turn him around, and... Uh, the turn before the first round of shooting, he'd done a five straight with him. And the moment we did the five straight, he realised it was just, you know, it was one too far. And it meant that he had to then go round the back of a large asteroid that was in the corner. Whereas the so four... He was like, yeah, it means he, so was he was out, out, of, of out of the game for like two turns. Yeah, the first, if he'd done a four, he could have one-hearted in. Right. Um, we, we talked about it. It's like, yeah, um, that, that was a mistake on his part. It means I could ignore Fen, shoot past Nom Lum and just crash into uh, Kanan and then 
after the turn after I killed Kanan, I was basically able to K-turn my entire list and be facing Fen again. Right. Um, and then the the middle part of that game is basically about trying to kill Fen. Uh, and this is where I think, actually, I made a mistake. Not so much in killing Fen, but my thought process was, oh, I've got to... I've not, you know, the T-70's got three dice and that's great, but three of my five ships are two dice. And I was like, get him into range one. I know Fen gets a free evade, but red dice are better than green dice. And, um, you know, I need those extra reds, three from those instead of two. And, you know, it, it really wasn't. The fact that Fen just gets the automatic evade, I think actually means that two dice at range two is better. And, yes. And, and those were the dice that were plinking off. And it took a few turns, uh, but I managed to basically plink off at range two and kill Fen. And then I just went into Nom Lum because I had enough firepower at that point to be able to just take what he throws back at me um, and and take him off the board. Um, and it, it, I was lucky that Alex kind of was doing a lot of boosting and focusing and sort of waiting for me to shoot for for uh, I keep calling it for Nom Lum to um to get the lock for the torps. So because I hadn't yeah. up until that point, he didn't have any locks on me. Um But it, it was a good game. Um but it ended up two hundred to forty five. Um I think I lost half of a Y wing and half of Rose. Ouch, so the damage wasn't coming through for him. No. Um, so, into the top eight. Uh, and I played against Paul Cadwell again. And Paul basically decided that he didn't want to spend the entire game trying to drag me through asteroids again. Um, so we jousted. And, uh, and I feel like this favours you. Like Yeah, I mean... I don't think my dice were super hot, but possibly a little above average. It it very much went my way. Um, I'll I'll admit the one uh, the time that the Red Squadron expert one shotted Anakin, maybe my dice were a little bit above average there. Jesus um, Christ! Yeah, but um, is, that, is that your dice being above average or his dice, his dice being below? Possibly a mixture of both, you know. Um, but yeah, basically that ended up two hundred twenty eight. I mean, oh. it got to, it got to the point where I'd killed both the arcs and not lost anything, and then I lost Rose while Anakin died, and then it was Warthog against my entire list minus Rose. And at that point, Paul was like, "Do you know what? We'll just call it there." And I was like, "No, I I understand that it's it's gonna die basically." Yeah. Um, so we went into the top four, uh, and I played Matthew Vickery. And uh, Matt had brought uh, F.O. Aces. So he brought Von Reg in the uh, B.A. with Daredevil. Uh, Kylo in the Whisper with the Enhanced Jamming Suite, Suite, Extreme Maneuvers and Predator. And Quick Draw in the SF with Special Forces Gunner, Afterburners, Fire Control System, Predator and Pattern Analyzer. And this game... Honestly, the dice won it for me. Uh, they may not have been in the top eight, but in this game, my dice were on fire. 
and I will freely admit that they were I mean so extremely above average it's unbelievable uh in the course of throwing maybe like 50 red dice I think I rolled maybe two or three blanks and a lot of the time I did I had the passive re-roll mods and they rolled into hits or focuses there was there was just so much out of hand it was it was unbelievable and everyone watching it was just like yeah that's red hot dice but in the end that's dice i mean i i got blocks on on some of matt's ships he flew very well but i managed to get the odd block here and there and that sort of stopped mods and and so yeah dice won it but i think having that amount of dice helped being able to spread arcs and, yeah and that helped um but no, the the dice gods were definitely, definitely shining on me for that one. Um, and then to the final, uh, and I played Alex again. Uh, Alex had worked his way through the other side of the top cut, uh, and so this game went a little bit differently, um, and in some ways the same. Um, Alex came in with Nomlum this time and took the target lock by himself, not waiting for me to to do it because i'm imagining he thought i'd do what i did in my first round and um just ignore him and i kind of did for the first one because i managed to get close and then just sort of jump in front uh before he had his lock while the turret was out the side so i sat in front of him and basically got at canaan again um and managed to kill canaan uh took a little bit more damage back this time um and then turned all my ships around. And then the turn after that, basically, Nom Lum was in front of me. And it was just, my entire list was there. It was too too good an opportunity to miss. So I ended up shooting Nom Lum. He already had the lock anyway. So I knew I was getting a Protort back on Jess. That was, right. you know, it, that was going to happen. That's who he's going to shoot. So I thought, well, I might as well uh, shoot into him. Uh, so I did, and uh, I think I got him down to a few hit points left. He torped Jess and I think put four through on her. Ouch. Um, and then I was able to K-turn back over the other side. Um, and basically plink off the rest of the damage on Nom Nom and initiative kill him. Uh, but then it's my list against Fen and despite the fact that I'd managed to kill him beforehand, Fen is a hell of an endgame ship. Um, and I was, you know, I was worried that, that Fen was just going to dive around, plink a ship off, plink a ship off. And he he sort of did, he started basically jumping around and was knocking 2-3 damage off every single time and getting things close to half and tipping some over. Um, and basically I just spread the X-Wings and rose out to try and create a wide net and then just basically circled the um the y-wings to harding almost every turn take a lot get a calculate and try and plink some damage through and it was just a case of plinking one plinking one plinking one uh, and then finally managed to to do it um and that one ended up um 291 Ooh, that's quite a blast <clears throat> yeah well, i mean twice as many well alex scored twice as many points as in the end of swiss so you know closer True. and as i say it's 
that that's not r- overly representative. There were a lot of ships that were very close to half on that as well. Right, yeah. But yeah, um, a good day. A tin won the tin cup, uh, the Kerno Cup, which is good because we about bloody time. Actually, no, wait. Well, this is this is the first time. I'm yeah, confusing it with the first one. Historically, we don't tend to do very well in our own tournaments. That's a fact. But no, it was a good day. We raised um, just shy of eight hundred pounds for the Cornwall Air Ambulance, so that is excellent. Uh, massive shout out to Chris and Nikki for doing the majority of the organising, uh, and especially Nikki for running the day. Uh, fantastic as it, she always is. Um, and yeah, just a shout out to everybody who came down, who played. Thanks for a great day. Uh, I'm really happy that I won it, but there's a small part of me that wishes I could have played Aces High because you lot sounded like you had a bomb over there. Oh, it was an absolute crazy house. Uh, one, I, I I was running a a, a I three um, high eater bomber bombardment drone with a pile of bombs and an electro proton bomb, and there was one turn of the game where I hit four. Hit, there was like six of us playing. I hit four of us with the electro proton bomb, and no one was shooting because we all rolled the disarm, <laughs> and everyone was ioned. Then you have to take a crit for disarm. Yeah, man, those must be some. It's a bad, also good odds, I suppose, for rolling. I mean, that everyone's rolling four dice, right? So it's well, not yeah. as unlikely. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that sums up the the Kerno Cup, and I mean, it was a blast, right? It was. Uh, I always enjoy these uh, the events we put on. It's always a good crowd of people. We always have a great laugh. Pasties abound, cheese boards abound. Um, and yeah, lots of money raised for charity, which is the important yeah. bit. So, uh, also just before we end, uh, shout out to to Captain Rex for coming down and uh, retiring at our event. Uh, yeah, it was really fun to play him. So like. it's a it's a, it's a shame that he won't be going to events because obviously a really nice guy, really nice to talk to, and will definitely be missed. But uh, I'm sure we'll see him around at some point. Yeah. If, if not playing competitively, I'm sure we'll bump into him. Um, and I think that, that about sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I'm not really sure what else we can talk about. No. Um... Well, yeah. join, uh, join, <laughs> us, join us next week. Uh, and we'll be back reviewing games. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um so, on that note, I'll just say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye from me. I got nothing funny to add. No, I know, I was trying to think of something. Mind is blank. Hi. Oh, hi, oh, hi. It's time to say goodbye. If Disney Sues will claim fair use, oh, hi. Oh, hi, oh, hi, oh, hi.